The State of My Music School 2021, what we've been doing and where I think we're going. Hey, it's Danny. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. So my current model at the school is kind of a hybrid model, and it's been a while since we talked about these things, maybe mid-pandemic, uh, that I mentioned really where the school was at and what we were working on. So let me get you up to speed on kind of how we're doing things at my two locations. So I would say it's kind of a hybrid model. We have our main location, and at that location, we do all our drum lessons in person, and we do kids rock, and we do our bands in person. We have some very limited in-person lessons happening for kids, in-person private lessons happening for kids that fall into the age range of, I would say, 7 to 11 years old. And those are kids that are at the top end of the range of a kids rock class, but might struggle a little bit more in an online lesson environment. And that varies from kid to kid. There's nine and 10 year old kids that do phenomenal in an online environment, but some don't. So that gives us an option to give some limited in person and we charge a premium price for that due to the fact that it's very limited with the teachers because most of the time they're teaching from home online. But I do have some teachers that are at the school teaching band class or maybe doing a kids rock class. And I have one teacher who is kind of taking what was normally a very slow day for online lessons for them and kind of consolidating their students and doing a day at the school. And that serves a certain purpose for a certain customer and we're allowed or we're able to charge a premium price for that. Now I have my other location that we purchased, I don't know, a year before the pandemic hit, you know, bad timing, hindsight in 2020, but you never know. And that's our South Orange County location. And all we are doing down there is Kids Rock because we have two larger rooms there and there's like one small little room that you could do some private lessons in. And what we decided to do was just take those two large rooms, turn it into the rock and roll clubhouse for the little kids, and just center everything around building that school to do nothing but kids rock. And uh, we're starting to get it going. It's uh, slowed down a little bit here as far as new signups as we rolled into the summer, but we've been building that. It's not as big as our Kids Rock attendance or Kids Rock roster in our main location, but we've been doing the class there for many years now. So we're starting to catch up. And other than that, anybody that's 11 or 12 years old and up that isn't a drum student is doing an online lesson. And we're having various levels of success with that. And I'll touch base a little bit on the challenges involved with that right now. So challenge number one is just signing up new students in an online environment. If I were just had gone back to my old model, I probably would have gained back every student I lost as the pandemic hit and surpassed that by now. From a marketing standpoint, I get tons of leads and we came through the pandemic on top of things when it comes to our presence, you know, our online presence in 
our current market. Really good SEO. Christina's been doing a lot of work there for me, and we put some good effort into that. And I feel like we're really dominating kind of the web presence in our area. But right now, you know, people are primarily really looking for in-person lessons. So it's a much harder sell for me to get them signed up for online lessons, even though I feel the way we're doing online lessons, in most cases for a good chunk of students, it's better than what we were doing in person. And I would put, you know, a good online guitar lesson that we do up against anybody's in-person guitar lesson program out there. I'm very confident of that. And I actually say those words to people that it might sound hard to believe this, but our online guitar lesson is better than most people's in-person lesson. And here's why. But it does, again, take me longer to sell it. And it's, you know, the closing ratio is lower, but that's okay. As we made those changes earlier in the year and we were able to cut expenses so much because we were able to downsize the amount of space we were renting and things like that and all the costs that go along with renting space and doing lessons in person, our profit margins are still actually higher and the bottom line net profit is higher than pre-pandemic. So from that standpoint, at least in the main school location, I consider it a big win. Now, the South County location, which we sort of, we do run it under the same name, but we have it as a separate company. That one is still a struggle because we basically stripped it down to zero and then are now rebuilding it. But we're getting there with that location for sure. One of the things that's been really fun and really cool is what we're doing to replace the traditional old school recital. And I think even if my school was 100% in person and we just did this with our drummers who come to the school to attend in-person lessons, but what we did for a performance event for them, and we've done this for other students, guitar students and vocal students, piano students as well, is we bring them to a rehearsal studio that we've used in the past where we used to do our live streams from. And we're still doing live streams, but they're not technically live. And real quickly, as the music industry and the band world started to do live streams, everybody moved to, well, we're going to stream it at a certain point, but it's going to be pre-recorded. And that's what we started doing with our students is I go in with a two camera shoot and record it professionally, have the studio that we're going to set up the mics and record it into Pro Tools. They send me the files when we're all done and I mix it and then I edit the video and put it together and then turn each student's individual performance into kind of a long, not long, but you know, a 30 minute long performance of seven to 10 students with you know, little, you know, we do um, tr music trivia where people can win stuff and things like that. But what has come out of that is because I have time to mix the audio later, I can really make it sound good. And doing a two camera shoot that I'm uh, editing the video after the fact, I come out with this really great looking and great sounding product. It's not costing as much. Uh, 
certainly there's a time commitment on my end to edit video and mix the audio, but it's not like doing it for a full band. Mixing the audio for a student who sang along to a piano accompaniment is really easy. All I did is maybe put the vocals through a little bit of auto-tune. Don't tell the parents um, or the student, but put it through a little bit of auto-tune. I came up with basic reverb, delay, and compression settings, and then was able to basically use those settings on pretty much every student. And so it really doesn't take long to mix these things, bang it out, two-camera video shoot. I'm able to kind of work from a template there, and it really doesn't take that long. I don't want to do like 50 students in one shot, but we're doing them more often and doing fewer students. So every month we do a day there, and we have a different teacher bring their students in. So we do 8 to 10, 12 students, and then send it out two weeks later, on a Sunday afternoon or whatever, on a live stream. And we've now got it set up where they can watch the live stream directly on our website. Don't have to go to Facebook. Don't have to go to YouTube. We still send it there just for fun. And some people want to watch it there. But it's just so much easier for people if I just say, go to the website, go to this page. They can still do um, comments on there and everything. So very, very cool. And the students actually seem to really like it. Um, I think stuff like that is far more where things will be in the future. And that's kind of where I want to go with this now is where I think things might be for my school in the future and what I see, um, where I think potentially the music lesson world is going. So for my school, things that we're really focusing on right now is continuing to build out a really exceptional online guitar uh, course. And we started this right when the pandemic hit or right after, you know, shortly after it hit, got it going pretty good, kind of fell away from it for a while. And then now just this fairly recently, I'm back to really putting an effort into that. Now to make an online guitar course work, you got to drive traffic there. And there's a couple ways you can drive traffic. One is through ads. YouTube ads are really good for something like that. Um, or you can do it organically, and a good way to organically do that is through a YouTube channel. So we're going to do a little bit of both. So we started a new YouTube channel called The Guitar Factory. It's only guitar videos, and every week we're uploading a video. I joined um, you know, Lauren Bateman, who's been on the show multiple times. She does great with courses, and she's killing it on YouTube. And uh, she's got a Facebook group. It's the only Facebook group I'm in because I hate Facebook groups, but... Um, that is called full-time YouTubers. And that's an area that I'm really educating myself. I'm, I've really just, you know, dug deep into the Facebook, not Facebook, YouTube world, Facebook. I never look at deep into the YouTube world. So we're, we have a new YouTube channel and the whole idea there as we build that channel is to drive traffic to a really nice online guitar course and part of what's also in that guitar course can funnel people into them doing a good quality online guitar lesson. And I see our business moving more and more and more in that direction over the course of a few years. That's certainly not an overnight thing. But we're going to really put a lot of effort into building out that side of our business. 
one of the things that I've really been, you know, looking at more, and I think I'll do a whole episode on this coming up, but what works great for us with guitar lessons online is adults. So a lot of our YouTube effort and our guitar course effort is focused on adult guitar students. So my goal over the next couple of years is to make as much profit from that as we make from our physical school, putting those two things together. And if I can match that income over there, we're really knocking it out of the park and, and really have a nice, nice profitable business where the partners each are all really doing nicely from our music teaching business. Some of my motivation as well to build the business more in this direction is I think it's important you have to remember, you know, I, I'm sure some of you are, who have listened to this show for a long time and things that I've worked on and what I've done at my school, that sounds like kind of a big departure from what I used to really concentrate on at the school, which was creating an experience for people. Something special for the students, something special for the parents. And I truly believe in the retail or service industry moving forward, the businesses that are going to survive, that are a physical business, are going to be very niche focused, but also create a great experience. And I think I'll give you two examples of two businesses. Best Buy and REI. REI is going to survive, not only survive, but they will probably thrive. And a big part of that is that they create an amazing shopping experience that makes you want to go to the facility. It makes you want to go into a retail establishment. Best Buy is 100% the opposite. It's still 1990 in there. And I can't for the life of me, even see how they keep the doors open. Retail and physical interaction in person isn't going to completely go away ever. But if you're just doing it the way we did it 20 years ago, that's probably going to go away. That's a big shift kind of in our retail world and service-based industries. So as you maintain that service based lesson business. The experience I think is going to become more and more important because you're going to be up against new technological advancements that are going to make people go more and more online. Things are never going to go back right now to a hundred percent what it was pre pandemic. And the shift for me to go from having so much effort and time <clears throat> invested in a physical location that creates a customer experience to more of an online course-based business where you're really looking a little bit more at the music lesson student as a commodity. A lot of that for me has to do with the fact that you just have to remember, I've had a music school since 2006. It's 14 years that we've been doing it. I just know myself personally, I'm ready to do something different. And that's a huge part of it. You always have to make yourself happy with your business. You got to be doing stuff that you want to do. So for me, what's exciting is to make this shift and start to go in a different direction. And I'm starting to do that not only with the music school, but with other you know, areas of my personal businesses and finances 
more into online businesses. It also works well with my desired lifestyle, which is, you know, being out in the band, going out on the road to tour. But when I'm at home, I've been loving getting out on my motorcycle adventures, taking off on my motorcycle with all my camping equipment and just going, getting out there. Tons of bike riding. That type of thing, exploring more of our beautiful country and resources that we have, that there's so much of the United States that I, you know, as much as I tour in the band, you see a lot of stuff, but you know, you tend to go from city to city to city. You see it for 10 minutes and you're on to the next one. So I'm lucky that I've seen more of it than many people, but there's so many just national parks and beautiful monuments and backcountry desert roads that I want to explore on a bicycle or on my motorcycle. And I'm basically making a shift in my personal business models to allow me to do more of the things that I want to do. And, and you should always build your business around what's going to work good for you. Now, obviously I have partners and I got to work all those things out with them, but I think that they're in a similar position in after having done the music school for so long, focused on an experiential business, moving more towards this online, which is a little bit more of a commodity business. We're creating a different kind of experience for sure. And, you know, it has to be at a certain quality level, but it, it's definitely, a, you know, different tools and different techniques and, uh, you know, different things that you do day to day to create that online experience versus what you have to do in person and also what's required from a maintenance standpoint to keep that in-person experience moving forward. Again, this is several years down the road. I just start to look at those things knowing that it's going to take years to build it to this level. I'll probably do a whole episode again on kind of where I think online lessons versus in-person is going. But just something that I, I heard the other day that made so much sense to me, and I actually heard this on my, one of my science podcasts, is they were talking about social media and the impact that it has had, positive and negative, on our society. And one of the things they mentioned is for kids, and I think we forget this, kids don't even, it's not social media for kids. It's just social. That's how 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds, that's how they are social. They are social, certainly in person when they're in school or they're hanging out with friends. But for them, an online experience with somebody, it's not I'm online social media. It's they're just being social. That's part of the entire package. And it's a different way to look at it. So I think we're going to continue to see a move to an online interaction just becoming more and more and more of um the everyday thing that a music student may do. Now, right now, again, it's a little, it's a different, you know, world to navigate right now because everybody did everything online and it was an overnight switch. So now everyone's kind of sick of it and they want to go back and do everything in person. And, you know, some people don't want to do anything online, but you got to kind of be prepared for where the chips are going to fall down the road. Are people going to be against doing an online guitar lesson when they've gone back to doing everything else, karate, and they go to soccer, and they do all their normal stuff in person? 
if you can deliver an online guitar lesson that rivals or is better in many ways than what most people deliver in person, and then you factor in the convenience of all that and maybe even potentially a cost savings of doing it, is it going to make sense for anybody to go do an in-person 30-minute guitar lesson and drive across town and do it? It'll take a while for it to get that way. It'll never go that way completely. There's always going to be room for a great in-person lesson experience. You just, I think, really got to make it an experience for people. All right, that's the state of my music school for 2021 and what I'm focused on moving forward. Thanks for listening.